Hey, hey friends. friends, it's Davion, it's Bruce, and, and this, this is Oh, That's My Gay, gay Friend, friend. Hello, episode hello, hello. four. Hello, people. Yes, we are still here. We are here, we are queer, and we ain't going nowhere. This is episode number four. Quattro? Quattro. How do you feel about that? I feel great. I'm excited. Yeah? Yes, especially for the episode tonight. I am extremely excited for episode number four and for tonight's conversation. Yes, it is going to be a nice heaping helping of Reality Roundup. Uh, the streets have been talking. We want to dedicate a good chunk of this episode to everything that's been happening on television. Everything that's going on. But before we do that, before we get to the shit let's get to the business all right friends you know the drill this is episode number four we're gonna give you some time to get your cocktail ready for mm-hmm. tonight and tonight i am having a 14 year old scotch wow yeah neat like it neat you know very neat nice yeah neat. very some girl man shit right here you know all right, get your taste on. Yeah. And my wonderful, beautiful husband is having... Water, because you didn't make me a drink. That Who problem is that? I mean, we do have an arrangement, I thought. Uh, would, I thought. Of, of what? Uh, clearly, nothing. We have a full liquor. <laughs> clearly, nothing. <laughs> we have a full liquor cabinet back there. You know all the liquor. But you're resting up because we have... Pride this weekend in San Francisco. We have Pride this weekend, so yes, I'm giving my liver some relaxation time to reflect upon the festivities we have approaching. I'm very excited. Neither one of us have been no. to San Francisco for Pride, so we're gonna do it, and we're gonna do it right. We are, we are. So you will be hydrating tonight, and I am going to raise my glass with our friends. So, friends, clink, 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 here is to you, here is to us, and here is to a great episode. A great episode. He's currently taking a sip of the cocktail. <laughs> ah, yeah. Nice, he likes it. It's he a likes nice it. scotch right there. It's very nice, very nice. I'm a warm and tingly now. Very warm and tingly. So, do you want to get into the reality roundup right now, or do you want to touch on real quick... Things that have been happening or transpired over the week. Things going on. How was your day today? Let's start with, you know, the days. Uh, My day, my week has been great. I literally have been living just for the weekend (laughs) that is coming up. So I have no touching updates on that end. Just clocking in, clocking out, and counting down the days. What about you? (sighs) Today was a very interesting day for me. Today was a day that I never thought I would see. Um, it's a day that many of us out here in the world um, have experienced. Um, when you pull a Charlotte and you put Coopsie in your pants. Charlotte from Sex in the City. Sex in the City. Today, my body went against me and... I shorted myself today. Yes, I'm telling the world. I'm telling our friends. I'm a very open book. We're all friends here. All friends sharing here. Is sharing is caring. And then it was at work. 
And <laughs> thank you for laughing. Thank you for laughing at me, husband. And this is a judgment-free laugh. And you know something. Not even a warning. Normally, your body kind of warns you mm-hmm. a little bit, kind of like lets you know, like, oh, like that's a rumble. That don't feel. Didn't feel nothing like that. It just thought it was regular flatulence, and it was oh, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Mm-hmm. And um, running to the restroom. Uh, thank God that there's not that many men in my building that work with me. Mm-hmm. And so the bathroom was free, and had to. Do some do your thing. Grown man things. <laughs> you had to rearrange <laughs> some shit. Washing some <laughs> basketball shorts in the in the sink in the bathroom, the restroom. Um, after you know, um, yeah, after having to clean my, I haven't yeah. shot it on myself yeah. since I probably was a baby. Okay, you yeah. know. Um, like I said, you know, you always see a warning <laughs> sign. You're always like, oh, like, and then you run to the restroom. But no, this was just a, oh, all right, this happened. All right, this this really happened. All right, this is happening. What to do? You run into gear. And so after it happened, I called my husband. That would be me. <laughs> and I said. Lucky me. I was actually going to text you. And uh-huh. I was going to say, I just, Charlotte right mm-hmm. now. But I was like, no, this is this is a big moment right now. I can't just send this in a text message. Like, I have to call you. Why, thank you for calling me because I did feel the conviction in your voice. <laughs> you. That wouldn't have translated via text. So it, wouldn't have tra- it wouldn't have translated well in a text message. No. It was, I need, I, you're lucky I had to FaceTime you. Um, but yeah, it was a situation where like, well, hey, shit happens. Literally. <laughs> it literally did today. Well, you made it through on the other side. You made it through the rain. I can make it through the rain. Stand up once again on my own. (laughs) On your own. In the bathroom with my basketball shorts and washing. I'm so glad no one walked in there. Because I was commando today. So I'm just glad no one walked into the damn restroom. That would have been a conversation. It would have. Listen. (laughs) That would have been an interesting. (laughs) That was still a lot like, whoa. That would have been an interesting touch. Man. But hey. Again, hey, I've made it. So you, you made know. it. You made it on the other side, and you're here to tell the tale. Here to tell the tale, and if friends, if this has happened to you, or if you have a funny story to tell, please put it in the comments mm-hmm. on this episode, mm-hmm. or you know, share it anonymously on our Gmail. You know, you know, you know, you guys know how to reach us. You know, yes, at that my gay friend Gmail or the website IG. So that was yes. my day today. It was, thank God it's over. (laughs) TGIF, you know? TMI and TGIF. TMI and TGIF. Right. Well, hey, this is, we're all friends. We're all friends. Yes, we are. And this is what we do. We're here for each other in the good, the bad, and the indifference. Right? I agree. And so with that. With that, I mean, I I don't think that there's anything that I can follow that up with. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, so. Mic drop, you know. Mic drop. So I think from this, we can go into the reality roundup. Would you agree? To the roundup. Let's round these holes up. This is the reality roundup. And this is the reality roundup. Reality windup, y'all. Y'all ready? You said wind up. You make it a different name every week. Reality wind up. It's the roundup. You said that was a roundup. I thought it's, it was no. It's wind literally up. the reality roundup. It's been that way since. Babe, the week. Wait. 
It says Are in you all serious? our descriptions. Yes, it's the I thought it was roundup. The... We're rounding up the topics. We're not winding wind up. up. I thought it was the wind up. It is the roundup. Should we change it? No, we absolutely should not because <laughs> roundup makes more sense, and that's what we've been using. Well, well I thought wind because you like to wind, dirty wind, dirty wind. Hey, well, like... that's wind. You said wind. Which is still wrong. Anyway, <laughs> Beverly Hills to... Housewives. Okay, so the reality roundup. Roundup. All right. Well, hey, friends. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you learn something new every day, right? That's what they say. So the reality wine roundup. Jesus <laughs> <laughs> Just leave that part to me. So we're starting off. We're with not with doing with... no. So one, two, the reality, reality roundup. roundup. He's yes. staring at me so hard to make sure he gets it right, you guys. <laughs> the roundup. All right. So, you want to start with these Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Where else do we start? That's the number one start place to start. Yes, yes, yes. All right. So, tonight's episode for this week. Um, so, we have the dinner. So, they're, they are... In Mexico. In Mexico. Oh, like. The trip. Yes. Um, we love Mexico. We're actually going there. In yes, we are. A couple of weeks, right? Yeah. So, yeah, Sutton and Erica. What did you think? They were very chummy, chummy, kiki best friends. You know what? I think they, why they were so affected last season with each other, is because they like each other so much, and they see a lot of similarities in each other. Yes. They're both Southern girls, and mm-hmm. I feel like they low key want to be each other's friend so bad. Right. That when things started to go left, they were both affected by that. Yeah. I believe that alcohol makes anything better, especially if you have an enemy. Oh, you yeah. put a good cocktail, a cocktail into the mix. Mm-hmm. And, you know, after about four or five reposados and some to, uh, ginger ale, everyone's your friend, right? That's very true. Yeah. So I think them being very social with each other and kind of relaxing and talking at I believe they went to Diana's room or they went to someone's no, room. Oh yeah, they went to Diana's. Yeah, and Crystal made the cocktails and you know she's the bartender for the whole crew. Mm-hmm. And it was a beautiful situation. And it was really nice seeing them just kind of take the piss out of the whole thing. You know what I mean? Like they were just themselves again, I think the libations helped absolutely kind of calm the nerves of everything and mm-hmm. just let it all hang out where it may. It, it was nice and refreshing to see them just enjoy each other. It yeah. was really nice. Yeah. Yeah. Because like you said, they have more in common than not. Mm-hmm. They're both Atlanta girls. Shout out to the peaches who may be listening to us right now. And they understand that Southern draw. They understand that whole Southern shade that shade that they give people mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. like you know oh bless the bless the child bless, bless your heart, heart yes. you know bless your heart yeah they understand each other and mm-hmm. they speak the language you know and so the the language of shade yes so they speak it well they really do and that's just what it is mm-hmm. so i think them moving forward this do you think this is a step in the right direction for them or do you think they may regress and go back to what they know well i definitely think they're going to regress because no one on this show and this franchise in particular can let shit go even when they're talking about letting things go they still manage to like crystal and she's like well you called me a liar like you literally are all three in your beach cabana chairs chilling enjoying the day but you have to throw in 
to Sutton's face how she called you a liar, it no one can get over it. I would prefer to see them as an ally yeah. uh, of each other because I think that would be a really fun duo. And I'm I, I'm sorry, guys, but I'm tired of being over Erica. Like, I forgot how much I missed her. This yeah. episode, she came off really fun and like the way that she used to be. Well, because there were pills and alcohol involved. Yes. <laughs> Anytime you involve pills, antidepressants, and alcohol, it's always a good time. Not talking from personal experience. I'm just it's telling you what I know. Word on the curve. Just what, what the heard. people have told me. What you've heard. Or the clients I work with. So, speaking of that, they did mention that mm-hmm. it's Crystal being manipulative with her withholding her feelings as she is observant in the group. Because I'm an observant person. And yeah. I'm very much so. I keep my cards kind of close to my heart. Yeah. And I let you kind of... I let things play out the way it needs to play out. And then I will react to that, you know, govern myself accordingly. Yeah. And I feel like she's doing the same exact thing, but they are having some difficulties. And I think once she explained herself, then they understood like, oh, okay, this is why it's not being trying to manipulate the situation or be the victim. Cause that was a, there was a lot of victim shaming or, or at least name calling with, Crystal saying she was a victim. How do you see that? I think I I completely understood her when she had to sit down with Garcelle and Sutton and she explained to them, you know, it's just her processing. I'm the exact same way. Or at least I'm growing and evolving, but I used to be that exact same way. Like, you wouldn't know things bothered me until like a week and a half later when I blew up about it over <laughs> something completely different. Right. Unrelated, right? Unrelated. Um but I completely get where she's coming from. I just think that this isn't the group where that will serve her best, um, especially on a television show. Like you just gotta get it out in the open, stick to your guns, share how you feel around these bitches. Like you can't let them steamroll all over you and then want to bring it up, you know, in a different country. <laughs> like you gotta, you gotta put it out there. But I hope that this message eventually finds its way to the other women so they can understand Crystal a little bit better. Right. Uh, because I really do think that she's a really great fit for the group. But I also believe she is now comfortable mm-hmm. in herself, right? Mm-hmm. Because she mentioned you guys didn't validate me before. You felt my feelings weren't as valid and no one saw my perspective. So now she's sharing more. So maybe she's saying, hey, this is how I take in information and then I process and then govern myself accordingly with it. So I concur with you saying. I, I totally agree with what you're mm-hmm. saying. Um don't you find it interesting also that the two ethnic girls in the group have the exact same argument? Listen <laughs> I we're not gonna talk about that. We're just gonna say people of color have different challenges from the masses. But I am appreciative of Sutton understanding and listening to her and saying, yeah, "Okay, like that was yes, such a cute moment. I get that, right? Like I understand where you're coming from, mm-hmm. so that's that's a good thing." And I, I will give these broads credit for y'all. I like the word broad; it's a throwback, so don't take offense to it. Any woman listening to it, I just love. I think it's a respectable thing, except saying, you know, well, bitches and hoes. <laughs> well, in my Compared mind, to right? bitches and hoes, yes. But in just my mind, you know, like women, women, you know, who's <laughs> the fuck boys? You know, everybody, 
everyone gets to smoke. I'm an equal opportunist smoke giver. Okay. 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 So, get your respirators. Everyone. That's all right. Um. So, speaking of giving the smoke or being smoked out, mm-hmm. Erica on this motherfucking boat. I loved her glasses. I want that, a pair. That That's all? my biggest takeaway from the entire debacle. Wait, so all of the things that happened with Erica, your biggest takeaway is her glasses? They were fabulous. Okay. So, not, so fuck the part about her being on Xanax and antidepressants and three margaritas well, on the boat. I don't know. The on, set, a, I don't on a day boat. Because Diana said... <laughs> <laughs> this and the yacht that bitch said this is a day boat like okay. size matter size does matter <laughs> she's like i understand i mean i'm not a pill taker and i don't really know many so the severity of everything that she listed doesn't really translate to me it's like okay you're popping pills uh, clearly it had not the best reaction for her but she still seemed fine and cognizant and aware she was she didn't seem she sick or tired this she, bar- she was like, like, she seemed sleepy. She pulled a Karen Walker, but with no audience. She was on the lower deck. Just talk. I had a boat. It was called Illegal. And she, <laughs> she which I, I lived for. I loved it. Mm-hmm. It was a great Kiki moment. Yeah. She was talking about all the shit that she wanted to do. And, you know, I'm surprised she wasn't seasick. You know, that's. I know. Yeah, that, I'm yeah, surprised about that. But maybe because, you know, um, it's a day boat. And besides, you know, she didn't feel it. She didn't feel it. She barely felt <laughs> you know. it. But I guess karma's a bitch because Diana got a, a jelly sting, right? A, a jellyfish jelly sting. Yeah. Stinged her. So maybe you won't talk shit about someone's day boat. Um, while you're on it. While you're on it, you know. But Erica was shit face. Let's just call it what it is. I know shit face. I've been there. I'll be there this Friday, Saturday, and Sunday coming up. And... In a couple of weeks, also, so she was. She was. Mama was good. She had a good, good cocktail of she many was, sorts. She was there. She was ready. Um, but again, I really enjoyed her this episode. Like it was nice seeing her not so heavy and calculated yes. and bitchy the way she has been recently. Yes, she just seemed like she was enjoying being in paradise, which. Which is very nice to see. Which we all need to take a page from Erica's book, right? Like, well, going on vacation. Pills. Well, <laughs> <laughs> if pill taking is your thing, we're not shameful people over here. We're very open minded. I, as I, I relate, to what I'm saying is the fact that just being carefree, mm-hmm. just having that element of just living, let live. Let your hair down, you know, mm. let the wind go where it needs to go if you want to be commando or whatever you, you're wearing and doing. So, um, that's a good thing. So, it was nice. I, I The spread was beautiful on the boat, the food. I was looking at the oh, food. Oh, yeah, that they barely ate. It was <laughs> so, Erica and her, her mess and leaving the... I would be pissed off if I was to read. Like I charted an entire boat, an entire Did you boat. Really? <laughs> someone, yeah, someone. Did Bravo! Yes. Someone charted a boat in Mexico. Yeah, and then you to leave makeup stains on the couch cushions. Body makeup. Body makeup. Why ma- do like, you need body makeup? I mean, I understand if you're pale and you want to bronze it up, but I don't know, like. That was aggressive. 
Well, you know, we've never had to do a spray tan or or tan at all. At all. Although <laughs> when we did go to the Maldives for my fortieth, we both came back with a tan. Yes, we did. That's very so, true. But there was one time we were going somewhere and I saw a tennis salon and I think I looked at you was like what would they say if I walked hilarious. up in there like hey I remember you give me a that. number 12 yes what can <laughs> so, you do for me <laughs> what, can, what can you do for me because they won't turn you down because they'll definitely <laughs> take the money but they'll probably just look at you like like all this chocolate melon so if you guys haven't noticed or known by now if you haven't seen the picture of Davion and myself Damian is the light skin golden brown one. And I'm the chocolate Odiva one. So, you know. But there are some guys who do, who are my complexion, who do tan, but that's for bodybuilding uh, purposes. Body building? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the definition. Right, to show that. So, moving forward, I seen that there may be a possible Denise Richards sighting at Garcelle's birthday party. I definitely hope my soul needs it. I think that it would usher in the progression of this season because let's be honest, compared to last season, this one is kind of a snoozer. Um, this season of Real Housewives? Of Real, compared really? to last season. Absolutely. Last season was explosive. Well, it was Erica's shit. I mean, Tom was, was... explosive. <laughs> this season, it's kind of like... So you want lawsuits. That's what not you want. lawsuits. You want lawsuits. I just don't need any more... Finger pointing, she said, she said about shit we've never seen on film. Like, I just don't need any more of the random finger pointing. It's kind of like the Salem witch trials this season has been. Okay. Where it's been just a bunch of finger pointing. It's your fault. No, it's your fault. That's not, uh, like, we need to move the season along. Okay. And I'm ready for the new blood. I'm ready for a Denise siding. I'm ready. Giving me what I'm, I'm expecting. They gave me what I was expecting. Okay. Um, this season, I will say I'm, I'm surprised Cherie. So, for those of you who do not know, Cherie is the ex baby mother ex. Was she the wife or the baby mama? No, she was. They were married. Oh, they were married. Yeah. Okay, so she's the wife. <laughs> she's Put some wife. respect on her name. Yeah. So, Cherie was the ex-wife of Will Smith, aka the man who slapped Chris Rock at the Oscars, and so she is going to be a friend of. And so next week she will be introduced to us by Garcelle. At her birthday party, I believe, mm -hmm. or prior to that, and so I'm really surprised that it's what's been what episode, what six, seven? It seems like we're six and seven now. That's what I'm saying. And they just bring in Cherie into the mix where they brought Diana into the mix a long time ago, you know. Yeah. But maybe you know, um, context. So. I don't know. Situations. I'm just, I'm just ready for it to evolve. Like the season. Or maybe evolve. Diana had more money than Cherie, so they're like, you know. What do you mean, maybe? That's a loop. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, hello. So, yeah. So she shows up next week for Garcelle's birthday party. Um, I, I'm interested. I'm interested to know what she will bring to the cast because mm. you're a friend of and but it's been it's been known you know for a, a while so what what are you bringing like what what's your perspective what's your take what do you think she's going to add to this group of ladies well considering it's approximately 25 of them already <laughs> um i think that she's mainly going to come in i would love to see 
her and Garcelle bring a little bit more of like the realness, like the what's the realness relatability into the franchise. Just Being having genuine. Well, yeah, that that's one way to look at it, but also just having like genuine down, like fully realized moments, like actual friendship. I would like to see actual friendship. You don't feel like you see that with this dynamic of people right now? That there's no true friendships? Because I feel like Dorit and Cal really have a good, solid friendship. Erica and Rena have... I feel like the friendships are antiquated, but they're also, like, they're paired off. Like, Sutton and Garcelle. I feel like they're more alliances than friendships, to be completely honest. Okay, so this is Big Brother. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. I feel like it is. Um, I just do. Yeah. I, I'm ready to see like a real, true friendship that has kind of like been established before the show. And I don't mean like a working friendship like uh, Denise and Lisa had. <laughs> and when they actually had to <laughs> spend time with each other, they realized that they fucking hated each other. Right. Like I want to see some good, because believe it or not, Sometimes when they're just nice and having fun, it's just as entertaining, if not a little bit more, than when they're like trying to kill each other. At least to me. Yeah. No, I feel you on that. It's it's more authentic. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's it's what more. I it's more like we're like being peeping toms, right? Like mm-hmm. we're like looking into your life and we're seeing how you guys operate and do different things. But for me, it's the funny parts are. When they have these conversations and they are the same distance as you and I, mm-hmm. case in point, oh, yeah. they're on the PJ for you guys, private jet, Diana chartered a jet for them to go to Mexico and Sutton tried to sit with them going back mm-hmm. and Diana threw her some Sade and basically said, like, go back to your original city <laughs> chart, you know? And we're then setting talks to Garcelle and image and like and Garcelle's like, you can get your own PJ if you wanted to. I could charter my own shit. So having these conversations that close, like I'm quite sure they can hear each other. Well, yeah, because Sutton was literally just on the other <laughs> like side. The, uh, the seat behind whoever, her, yeah, like let me tell you what this whole scene, you know? So, you know, I, I think I I mentioned that to talk about like genuine friendships and, and everything and, and just having conversations of being there, so. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but you know, I want to charter a PJ. We should charter one somewhere. I I feel like everyone wants to charter a private jet. I don't think that's any. I don't think anyone's like I'm good. <laughs> like <laughs> sit me behind the family of three with the crying baby. Well, I looked into it when we were um. Having our separate bachelor parties when you were having, I had you okay. called just your thunderstorm okay. bachelor party. I looked into it because I was going from Atlanta, from Florida, Miami to Atlanta, okay, part then DC, but that didn't happen. But yeah, um, you literally just bringing up, like, just talking about wanted to charter a PJ, that's all, okay, so <laughs> all right. All right. so yeah, so that's the wrap for at for. Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills, you know, they are going back to the States. Um, we'll have Garcelle's birthday next week. We'll see what happens with that. Mm-hmm. You know, hopefully Denise will show up. She may say Fingers bravo, crossed. bravo, bravo. 
But yeah, that's Beverly Hills. Now let's hop in a Sprinter van and head on over to Atlanta. What's the raps? What's the happenings with those gals this week? I mean, we've got they. So they finished the uh, dinner that Sanya was having everyone cook at, right? And then eat. We have. Um, I wonder how was that food though. Was it good? It looked good. It did, but they have oxtails. We don't eat meat, so. I mean, it still looked good. It did. It I wonder are, if friends out there, are there any vegetarian options for oxtails? Please let us know. Hit us up in our comments or Gmail. But so, Sheree was at in Philly waiting for Tyrone as. That nigga never showed up. That was like two weeks ago. <laughs> Well, somebody we're, brought the shit up, right? Still at the we, and we, <laughs> we're still at the dinner um, from this current week. Um, and what's-her-face walks in, the one that's married to the asshole. Oh, the non-factor. Um, Drew Sidora. Drew walks in. I forgot her name because she is not that Again, memorable. the non-factor. Drew walks in and she ends up getting into it with not only Sanya, but she gets into it with Sanya mom as well. I just thought that was crazy. It's like, I never understood when like the moms get into it or it's one thing for the husbands, but the moms like, you don't even, you don't even go here, ma'am. <laughs> like just, just shouldn't you be doing the dishes? Like clean up the rice. I don't know. I don't know. I, like I didn't, I didn't like that. I didn't think that that was cute whatsoever. Well, I mean, she... She's just doing the Mama Joyce. Mama Joyce, you know, give her two cents. I and I never liked it when her ass did it either. In those uh, horrible wigs. Um, <laughs> so, Atlanta for us, it hasn't been hitting the way that Beverly Hills does. So, I mean, I could... It's not that I could care less. I just, I think we... We haven't talked about it as much as Beverly Hills, and I think that we need to have this platform take a quick moment to uh, to dissect why and to figure okay. out why. So let's let's start. What isn't working for you in Atlanta? Drew Sedora and Sonia. I don't. Again, I think that there this season of ATL should have been a throwback. Mm-hmm. It's been what twelve years since they've had this franchise now. I feel throw whatever money you need to for Cynthia to. I mean, I don't think it'll be that much. I think she'll take whatever Cynthia offer. To Eva, <laughs> she'll take the offer. We love you, Cynthia. To we Eva, do. I know your husband Michael Sterling. You know, as you like to call him, he's on his campaign to do political things. You know, uh, in the city of Atlanta, but you need those type of dynamics. You know, even what's the broad that is from Canada? Um, God, she was oh, a friend of Tanya. Tanya. Yes, Tanya. Like, I miss her, but I, I but, really liked her. I wish she would have had, the, they would have, or she would have accepted the peach because they offered it to her. Did but they? She did, yes. But there was they so much drama with her, the, but she didn't want after the bolo everybody fucking, in her business like that. After she, and, but I mean, even before the bolo situation, they offered her a peach. She was like, no. So Bolo fucked up a whole lot of shit. Bolo fucked up the bad for Portia. He bust, he fucked Bolo up. fucked up the season for me. That season, last season, really, honestly, I, was I, horrible. I, 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 not because I appreciate who he is, but it was very interesting. Um, so 
to answer your question, why do I feel Atlanta is not giving what it needs to give? I just don't care about these new people. Mm-hmm. I feel like Drew should have been at Kim Fields one season only. Okay. Sonya, she, besides you running track, what qualifications, how did, how did you get vetted to this process to be an ATL peach? Mm-hmm. Like, that just doesn't make sense. Like, Marlo, Mar- that bitch put in work for like eight oh, years. Absolutely so, Marlo, cool. Right. She's being messy. She's being Marlo. She's giving fashion. She's talking all the shit. She's doing all that. Hell, I would have accepted Dwight. You know what I'm saying? If you want to give a fucking peach, get Dwight a peach, you know? But. How dreadful. <laughs> a fashion show with no fashion. How dreadful, right? Yeah. So, I, I guess that could be saying, said for this season for them. Um, and I think Candy. I think she's now bigger than what this show is. But again, I think she's the draw. She is the secret sauce for the people in that franchise. And Marlo and Kenya. Kenya is, aka once again, my birthday twins. Shout out January 24th. And Kenya's going to, she's going to give what Aquarius gives. She's going to give you everything you need to have, right? Mm-hmm. What I'm tired of is her back and forth with Marlo. Like that whole frenemy shit. I feel like Kenya's like, listen, I'm too I'm too grown I for that like shit she's now. She's over it too though. She, I, she is. I believe she is. <laughs> like she, I think she's like, listen. Line with Marlo. Like, I'm too Girl. grown for that shit now. Like that was cute. And Marlo Marlo is doing the Marlo is giving Nene and Sheree in one person. If that makes sense. Like, follow my thought process. Oh, no, I completely understand. Okay, so you get... Okay, so I'm not going to go further further with yeah. that. So, yeah, so she's, like, trying to keep shit up, but it's like, just be a friend of her. Yeah, she's like, trying to... You don't have to, like, hate on her. You, 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 you said the most hurtful shit to this woman. You said, when someone, mama don't want to fuck with you, that's the type of person she is. And so it's like, come on now. And she's still trying to be your friend to present day. And... It's just, it's just, just be friends. You don't have to have that frenemy aspect to your friendship and dynamics. So, what do you think the issue is with these, with this season? And why we're not so invested in it? Um, I, I, I think what they need to. I agree with you when you said the part of like kind of going back to basics. I think what they should have done was for this season make it a group of women that actually know each other. That way they're invested. That way there's some history. That way, that way there's actual feelings. Like no one knows who Sonya Richards Ross is. I mean, granted, she is an Olympian, which is great. So people that like the Olympics know exactly who she is. <laughs> Shout out! But that. no one on this cast knew who she was. She no. was brought in as Drew's, Drew's quote unquote friend. Which we now see that that was a complete lie because they really can't stand each other. Not beefing, for, yeah. For absolutely no reason that we can really figure out as the viewer. Um, but they brought in a complete stranger just because she lives in Atlanta and just because they felt like it would be a cool thing to say, we have an Olymp- a four-time Olympian on our cast. It's like, that's <laughs> not a good season make. Um, I personally feel... Like, we could keep the cast the way that it is. Just take out Sanya. Um, I would even leave in Drew because we need someone to laugh at. Like, we need someone 
Like we not need the court some, gesture. Not, we need the, we need the, court the comic gesture. relief. You need the, com- we need she's, the comedic relief. But she's not comedic relief though. Like because no, because she's not the one laughing. But we are. But we're, we're laughing, laughing at her, but not with her. But for reasons, because she's with a fuckboy husband. Like it becomes. It's like it becomes sad. It, and not entertaining it. I, I, I the agree. way we see her, I agree with he, you. We see him treat her, you know. But I think that she is tolerable in the group setting with the women. I don't need so much of her backstory and her story at home. Right. But I would, okay. I would, I would leave her because she needs a check. Let's let's give it to her. Um, I would have actually think it would be great since we brought back Sheree. Uh, bring back Lisa Wu, someone from the beginning. That is not... Lisa can feel the She's Cynthia Bailey... She's not busy at all. Lisa could feel that Cynthia Bailey seat because essentially Le- uh, Cynthia took that Lisa seat from Lisa seat, right. yeah. as like the, you know, voice of reason, the person. But Lisa was great because when she wanted to get a little messy or wanted to get a little yes. assertive, she absolutely could. Mm-hmm. Like, don't come for her unless she sends for you. And I would love to see her in the dynamic now with the Marlowe with the Kenyas, with those, you know, really good agitators to see how cool Lisa would keep but herself. Do you think because the franchise the franchise has done so much and it's been it's become this this machine, do you think she can keep up? Lisa can keep up with these women on this level, this caliber that, that they're at right now? Because again, she was the OG, but and she did hold Nene back. I think that was. I think that would be the entertaining. Uh, one. I think that would be the entertaining part of her storyline to see if she can keep up. Okay. To see where she is now and how she will assimilate to what the show is now, because the show now is completely something completely different than what she was on. Yes. So I think that would be interesting to see more so than you know, Sanya cry because her husband wants another baby. Like I just don't need to. Like that has no, absolutely no interest to me. I think what. And you may not like it, but I'm going to say it. I would gladly, and don't interrupt me because I know you're going to have a, a gut reaction. I would swap out Candy bullshit. for Phaedra Parks. Let me tell you why. Candy's storyline has been the exact same for five seasons. I don't need to see OLG. I don't need to see Todd. I don't care about him having an apartment in New York. I don't care about him maybe... Probably, apparently, having side bitches because he will never leave Candy. She will never let him go. They're always going to be together. So I don't need them insinuating about anything entertaining because they're just... I'm just... I, I, I think that their story has done all that it absolutely can. And I don't need to see it dragged out anymore um, because... Especially this season, you're seeing a lot of the girls come for Candy. And I think that Candy needs to get out before she gets into Nene territory. Where she's going to get irritable because she is the queen bee of Atlanta now. Hands down. No, like you can't argue. Right. So what everyone's going to start doing is turning on that queen bee to kind of 
get their storylines going. That's what Marlo is doing right now. And if you think about it, years ago, that's what everyone kind of started doing with Mimi. And she got super defensive to the point where she was like toxic and no longer enjoyable. And in every scene, she was just kind of cussing out everybody. And y'all bitches on my spot. I don't think Candy will ever get to that point. But you can kind of see this season, she's a bit more irritable around the girls than normal. Like she's just not her normal. Uh, I have more money than everyone, whatever. <laughs> she's a little, you know, she's getting a little into the mess with the girls and going back and forth and being irritated. I just see her being a little irritated. And I just, I, I think that she needs to get out while the getting is good. I mean, it's candy. It's, she's always going to be good. Um, that's why she's entertaining this shit. I feel like I, I, I think that's why she's like, <laughs> you want to play? Let's play. You know, I hear you. Mm hmm. On your selection, I complete. They would never get rid of Candy for Phaedra. Let me tell you why. Miss Phaedra Parks, love you down boots. Had the reads for days. That bitch told Kenya Moore, you have to pedal through pages so you'll know where your baby father would come from. If he needed $10, all he know you need $10 to get a fucking pizza and ejaculated in a cup so you can have a baby. I didn't say that shit right, but that was the best coldest read I, ever I, I in life. I was like, I don't even know why you're trying to take right. that. It was great, but it was I great. don't remember I, it. Oh, it, I remember it, but I, I, I can't deliver the way Phaedra <laughs> did. So Phaedra was good for the shade and reads. Phaedra, for me, anyone who takes, anyone who says they're a lawyer and you take singles from someone's glove compartment and envelopes as payments, I can't really support I mean but that's just your TV <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I can't really support you TV. and your profession that you claim you have you know um Phaedra is great I I do believe Phaedra is great for television she will give you what needs to be given absolutely, absolutely. And I think that's what but Bravo would never needs. do that Candy has one Candy and Andy have Candy and Andy. They have so much dynamic that he wouldn't disrespect Candy in that manner. Oh, absolutely. So I mean, and that's that the only reason happen. why Phaedra hasn't came back is yeah, because no. of Candy. Yeah. That's why I'm saying I would swap them out because at this point, I'm more interested to see what Phaedra has been up to. Apollo's out. I want to see the boys. I want to see that dynamic. I'm much more interested in knowing what's been going on and what can go on with Phaedra than what is currently going on and will go on with Candy because I know it's going to be the exact same thing that has been. Well, like there's be a new anything. show that Phaedra's on. What's the Ultimate Girls yeah, Trip? Yeah, Ultimate Girls Trip. Yes, yeah. part we'll two. be watching. We will check in. Very and they, hard. Yes, they just had I think the premiere for it. I want to say um, recently. I saw I think she the was. This weekend. Oh no no no! You mean the actual premiere that they the premiere to, right? Uh, yeah, I had a premiere in Atlanta and or somewhere because I saw this. Phaedra was on a separate repeat for that, mm. but you know yeah, we'll tune in for that to see what you know the prince, the president, and the the prince have been up to, yeah. which they're growing up and they're um yeah little handsome little little devils, mm. um and Apollo is just Apolloing in Atlanta streets if. Didn't he get remarried? But I want to see that. Yes, I want to see the dynamic. But see, I don't really care. Thing. Like, I don't care about his shit. I really don't. And you care about uh, Todd's apartment in New Jersey? I don't care about that. But well, what else <laughs> I think has been the I still think that I, I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a candy fanatic. That's I'm a candy stand. Storyline. Candy, I feel it has just much 
more depth, depth and much more to give than Phaedra. I guess her dynamics and, and the Mama Joyce and the whole the businesses and all that stuff. But I still feel like she's she's like the cow for me. Like you can't get rid of Cal Richard from okay. Beverly Hills. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, especially with you have to have one OG there. And now since Nini is completely removed from this, can I mean Candy was season two, you know? So it's well, like let's not do the charade slander. The erasure of the original. Well, okay, Sheree Sheree, was actually yes. the first, the very first. She was no OG. Absolutely, I'm going to put respect to her name. So let's talk about this. Let's talk about Sheree and Candy because they have. Sheree feels like Candy has done her wrong as a friend and not checking in with her with that whack ass nigga Tyrone mm-hmm. and talking to the other girls. How do you see it? Because I don't believe Candy was wrong in that. The way her position and how she brought the topic up with whoever she had the conversation with. Mm -hmm. And, you know, some people, (laughs) some people have an issue when they are fucking up. They're, they're They're dealing with people who you may not want to see them with. They have an issue with you voicing your opinion about something. You know what I mean? So it's like, I get Candy's position all day with that. How do you see it? Um, I can actually see where both of them are coming from. Me, personally, I probably would have taken the stance Candy did. Like, considering you didn't hear it from the actual source. Right. It it could be perceived as, oh, you're talking behind my back. Or, oh, what you guys are, you know, talking about my situation when I'm not around. Type of Like, you don't know how Sh- uh, Charade could have taken that so just to be safe it's like okay well i won't acknowledge it unless you come directly to me with it right um so yeah i probably would have done the same thing candy did um but also to sheree's point it's like okay everyone kind of knows what happened so you still could have at least reached out and like girl you okay you could have been like, I heard what happened. I'm coming over. Or do you want to talk about it? You know, just a dollar brunch, especially considering that they have long- known each other lo- the longest. Um, and we don't really know their dynamic outside of the show. But Right. I'm busy. I'm sorry. Like, Well... I, I talked to you in person about it, and when you, when you mentioned, when you brought it to the forefront, and you mentioned to me, hey... You know, I felt this way. Okay, I acknowledge you. I validated how you felt. But I'm too busy for this shit. I'm not about to call you about no nigga who was in fucking jail and so exchange you, you alone. Her, you would have called her if he wasn't in jail? <laughs> not no fuck nigga like that. No, I'm not calling you for... No, 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 I'm not. So you went to Philly. You, kn- you know what you was dealing, dealing with. So no, I'm not calling you about that. So... You know, moving on. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not doing that. Um. So, are we going to talk about Marlo, kind of being a producer this season? She's really trying to keep mess going when it it's There's not no mess there. To go. Right. Yeah. Like the sidebar that she had with Sheree 
during the dinner about Candy fucking everybody in Atlanta and Kenya, whatever she said about Kenya. It's like, I know, I just have a feeling that Marlo is so excited that she finally has a peach. Yes. Now that she feels she has to go above and beyond to keep the peach. Right. It, which is sad because you really kind of feel her desperation this season. Like all of the other seasons, she's been a part of the show, honestly, for like 10 years. Mm -hmm. But all of the other seasons, she's very, she, you know, interjects when she needs to or she'll say something sassy when she needs to. It just feels like she's trying so hard this season. She really is. I think that she's trying to prove herself now. Like, mm -hmm. I've arrived. I'm here now. Mm -hmm. Like, you guys rallied for me so That's much. Bad. I'm here now, so let me show you why I'm here. And it's you don't have to do all that. Yeah. For me, it was classless. It was tacky when Candy offered her clothing for her charity that she does or her um, foundation that she has for the girls in Atlanta for foster care. And Candy offered several pieces. I mean, different pieces. Either she either wore once or had not worn and talked about, you know, having these young ladies receive these clothings and so Marlo's like oh I get donations from Fendi or whoever and start to name off the different names but not even donations she just gets them new clothes right and it's new but it's like okay that's great however comma this is still like don't shit on this because Candy that, that's what is what um, consignment Candy could have did those clothes for consignment, but it's like, listen, like she's wanting to gift these children these clothes, and you're turning her down, and you're saying, I can't believe she's like she knows who I am, and why would she even want to approach me with that? Like hand me downs, and Kenya, was, I love Kenya's response. Like Kenya was like, Yo, I grew up on hand me downs. You know, there's nothing wrong with hand me downs. So I think Marlo just needs to. Take a step back. Like, I think I think someone needs to check Marlo. Like, listen, you have eight mugshots. Let's not forget where you came from. It it's confusing. I but I don't really think that it's a thing with Marlo. I just think that she saw it as an opportunity to like have a point or have a, a another plot line to her story. Like I just feel like I honestly don't think she feels that way. She just thinks she's just putting on her producer hat and saying, oh, this will be a great thing to talk about. Because if you think about it, her entire business is based on hand-me-downs. Isn't that what Let Archive is? Wearing clothes that Hello. were previously worn? Renting it out. Right. Uh, it's Day budget. It, it's just confusing. Um, but this entire season for Atlanta has been confusing to me. Although not its worst, it is what it is. So that's all I've got to say about Atlanta. Do you have anything to add? I think you said Get it rid of Drew and Sonya. I'm sorry. Like, they have to go. They have to go. I mean, I agree. I agree. Yeah. They have to go. They have to go. Give us two. You can give me a hell. Um, SpongeBob. Not SpongeBob. Give me Hunky Dory. Give me Hunky Dory. Kathy Hilton? Whoever. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Hell. But yeah, Atlanta. 
if this is not the last, which I'm really surprised because they said they said that or Candy mentioned on the, on the interview that this is the best season. So she said in a long time she felt like this is like a really good season. And I don't know if she was saying that because Portia and Cynthia are no longer there. There was the shakeup. I'm waiting to see how this is the best season. I would love to agree with her. As of right now, I aggressively do not. I do not agree. So do you want to take a quick break, then come back with Drag Race? Let's do that. Let's come back with the queers. All right, guys. So, Drag Race. Let's talk about it, I can't believe it's been four episodes and we haven't even spoke about it yet. That is blasphemous, considering this is a gay podcast. And that is pinnacle gay entertainment. Yeah, it's like gay church. So we're here to praise and worship this week. <laughs> Let the church say amen. Hey, we have to start with the announcements first. Announcements of what? Church, I'm just saying. And church oh. do announcements oh, okay. and collection and all that good stuff. Okay, got it. But <laughs> <laughs> all right, got it. Um, uh, so, Drag Race All-Stars Season 7. All-Stars. All winners. All winners season seven. Season seven. First time ever. This Gotta has put happened. that out there. Yes. Can't forget. What do you think of the new format? No one's going home. I think it was brilliant because these are all legends. These are all major contenders. You have Shea Kule, you have Raja, you have Trinity the Tug, you have Evie Otley, you have the Vivian from UK, which I'm really surprised that she's actually turning it the fuck out. Mm -hmm. You have Jinx Monsoon, you have Jada Essence Hall, mm -hmm. Monet and you have Monet Exchange. You know, save the save the what's the term? Well, worst for last? It's usually best for last, but okay. in this case, <laughs> I don't believe so. You know, no, no Sade, Monet Exchange, we, you are a winner in your own right. Um, I don't think your drag is to the caliber of the other girls, my opinion. He said what he said. Yes. But, so I love the format. I love the fact that there no one, there's no one going home, mm -hmm. that all the girls are here. And because we get to see their looks. We get to see them turn right. and be supportive of each other. And they also understand that they're here for a reason. And mm -hmm. the people want to show. Yeah. And we want the show we need the show it is just it's something we talked about it's actually something we mentioned in private before we started podcasting mm -hmm. about talking about they need to switch up with this show like we and we had our own all-star winners and rue must have been listening to the the gay gods and <laughs> just came up was like hey all-star so how about you how do you is it rocking with you? Do you want the girls to go home? Or you want them to stay? How do you see this? I think it. I think this current format is brilliant, and I would implore RuPaul and World of Wonder to make this the permanent, uh, not for all seasons of Drag Race, but for all star seasons to keep it like this. Because if you think about it, the last few seasons of All Stars, it hasn't really been All Stars. It's been whoever's free, whoever, <laughs> like whoever answers. And 
really it's been girls that want to use the platform to recatapult themselves right. instead of actual memorable all stars. I wouldn't say it has it's been like a really good caliber of all stars since like season two of All Stars. And that was the uh season where Alaska won. So you had, you know That's a long time ago. But look at the cast and you will agree with me. That was the season with Tatiana. That was the season with um Yes, the little um, yeah, that yeah. person. The the girls. She the girls. Yeah. Yes. Turn it. Yeah. But it was a really good stacked season. Um and I think what's kept the girls from wanting to come back is that embarrassment of being eliminated. Like if you made it to the final three, the final four, or even the final five, you're not gonna want to risk coming back to an all star season and getting eliminated first. Like Well no. I wouldn't want to do that. I wouldn't want that fear. I, I wouldn't want that reality to be. It's like that kind of tarnishes your legacy. And plus, being on Drag Race is expensive as hell. Let's just crunch the numbers. People are taking out personal loans. PPL. So, exactly. So, if you're spending all this money on looks and you may get sent home early and not show any of the things that you invested in, it's like, I'd rather just stay on, you know out in the in the wild doing my tours and booking and making money instead of risk losing money on a show that I may not even win. So I think this format it really pays respect to the queens by showcasing their talents until the very end. You get to see them for, you know, weeks upon weeks and they can really do their best and show everything that they have to show. I hear you. I think it works for all winners, but I, I'm going to re refute what you're saying about the regular season for All-Stars. Mm -hmm. I just I think that when you come to All-Stars, you have had now, you've been through the RuPaul mega world. The You've been through the whole process. You've been through the machine. You know mm -hmm. what that's like. Mm -hmm. You didn't get notoriety. You go bookings. You have tours. You have these different things. And you should have your money game up. And your looks should be all there together. Some of these girls come and their looks just aren't that. And I don't think they have enough that will keep the cast or keep the audience interested in the things they have to showcase. I think why it works for this is these are girls that these are all ones that we want to see. So if I would say do it again for another all winners, but if just a regular all star, somebody had to go home because everyone isn't at all star level caliber. There's some girls like, why is why are you even here? But see, I think if we make this format the regular format, we'll no longer get those bottom of the barrel bitches. We'll get actual all stars that are worth but that's kind of hard week. but that's kind of hard now especially after season let's say eight because a lot of these new girls with the drag i cannot stand the drag queen who does not pad and don't have no titties i'm sorry if you don't have titties and you have a gown on you are a boy in a dress that's just what it is drag is the illusion the the fantasy of it and Really, like, after, I want to say season seven, like, these girls start not having titties and wasn't padding. And I don't need to see you in the cocktail dress and you got a boy shake. Like, that, that doesn't 
for me as a viewer, as a connoisseur of drag, that doesn't, that's not something I wanted to, to see. So I don't think everyone would qualify to be an all-star. And I think that then, then the pool would be very limited of who we have. So, you know. And real quick, the season two of All-Stars that I was referring to that had a stacked cast included Alaska, Detox, Katya, Roxy Andrews, Alyssa Edwards, Tatiana, Fifi O'Hara, Adora Delano, Coco Montrese, and Ginger Minj. All girls who padded. All girls now who that had was, but I mean, regardless <laughs> of all... their padding, they were stacked. Like, and yeah, they, they had, had all had talent. talent. They all had they talent. They all had talent. Yes. They could all dress. They Their runways were all impeccable, padding or not. Like, it's just, it was a high caliber. And I think we still have girls in the RuPaul pool of that caliber, but they're not signing up for the show because it just the math ain't math and it makes more sense for them to be at their gigs at their bookings making money instead of investing like if you look at trinity the trinity uh the tuck this season homegirls had to invest like thirty thousand. well no that bitch made all the shit herself you see so but the fabric costs money she's not using cheap she's not using True, you know but she, she's probably sewing you know her own yes but she still still has to buy the fabric no, I, I and totally she's been with. having trains so that's yardage yeah <laughs> that's yards that she's pulling so it still costs money to do this at the level that they're expecting so i think it would just make more sense to have this and get the actual good pool of girls instead of you know I mean, God bless her, but Mariah, Mariah, that's what we got the season Shay won. Now that season, it was meant for Shay to win, so they didn't want too much competition on that season. But literally, I, I just, just food for thought. <laughs> you know, Mariah Balenciaga gives you pussy. She's, she's fish, but I want to get into this episode tonight this week's episode where the girls are having the legendary legends ball where they're looking at eight of Rue's iconic ensembles that she's worn mm -hmm. and they have to do the <laughs> do the Beyonce uh, they have to get inspired by Rue you know how Beyonce is always inspired by Janet you know the blueprint so they have to get the inspiration from the blueprint rue and come up with their interpretation of her gowns mm -hmm. and i loved how the vivian the viv won last week and so yes. she had she was able to pick first and then mm -hmm. she picked someone else and then they chose and so forth and so on mm -hmm. and until the last person and the last person just happened to be raja which kind of sucked because she had her eye on a specific Rue looked the supermodel of the world look, which, which was a I would have look. loved to see her do. Now, what she actually turned out, I was not a fan of. No. So it's just unfortunate because at this point in the game, I just want to see everyone look great because they're all going to be told that they look great, even if they don't by the judges. <laughs> so I just want them all to actually look great. So I wish they would have just let them pick what they wanted to pick. Um, well, their strategy, so it seemed like because a lot of the girls, some of the girls are seamstress and they have designed the majority, yeah. the majority of them. And out of, out of the competition, Roger is like the queen seamstress. I think she's she the has original the, fashion girl. She's the original fashion girl. And so 
Was it? You think it was strategic on their part to have Roger go last? I mean, of course, it okay. just makes the most sense. If this was an acting challenge, then I would have questioned the lineup. But I mean, Raja, she should have won the other uh, ball. The first ball. Yeah, yes. the first ball and that yes. gold number. Absolutely. She was robbed uh, that week. Um, she Trinity wasn't robbed this out. week, but <laughs> going into it, I definitely wouldn't have picked her if you know if if it was up to me she would have been going last because the last thing you want is raja to get exactly what she wants and has a vision for because she would turn it the fuck out see i would be i would be fan crushing while being it because i'm a fan of her so mm-hmm. i would like pick what you want to pick let me let me see what you're going to turn out because i would have no star if i, if I had a skill set week. no if i had a skill set to sew and I'm not worried about what you're going to do. I would, again, be, being a fan of hers, I would girl crush on her and be like, listen, mm-hmm. let me see what the fuck you're going to Let me pick you mm-hmm. and then see you turn it. And then I would be inspired also to step my pussy up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so a lot, my favorite look, three of my favorite looks was Shea Coulee, absolutely gorgeous. Oh, stunning. Trinity the Tuck. You can't deny the you beauty. Can't. Trinity is just a fucking beast. At a sewing challenge. She At a sewing challenge. She's a fucking beast. And it was Jada Essence Hall look was was amazing also. It was it was really beautiful. Yeah. And if you guys haven't watched this episode yet, you may want to pause the podcast for about two minutes. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. All right, that should give you enough time to pause it. So, the top two mm-hmm. all stars were Trinity the Tuck mm-hmm. and Jada Essence Hall. The essence of beauty. How do you feel about those top two? Um, look, it could have gone either way. I'm personally biased for Shay because I truly, she is my number one drag queen of RuPaul's Drag Race ever because she's so poised and she embodies absolutely everything I think that this show is about. Um, So I would have honestly done Shay and Trinity um, because you can't deny what Trinity pulled out. Like, Trinity is a fixture in the top two this Oh, absolutely. Like, if you say that she's not, you're just a hater. You're just a a biased hater. (laughs) You are a asshole. Which, you guys are out there. It's fine. (laughs) But I would have done Shay and Trinity. I can understand why um, Jada won. Because what she did was beautiful. It was glitzy. And you know, RuPaul eats up anything that's not to Diana Ross. Diana Ross, exactly. I feel the reason why Shay did not win, and again, I would have picked Shay and and Trinity because when she mentioned, and she she's an honorable girl. She said, "My good sister, my good Judy, Trinity helped me out with mm-hmm. the sewing challenge. Like I was down to the wire, my girl helped out, and Jada didn't have any assistance. And mm-hmm. so when it all when it's all said and done, they looked at the person who really." did the challenge on their own. And that's the only reason. Shay has been getting robbed the last three challenges, I feel. I and I and I can only imagine because the producers know what type of challenges are coming up. So maybe they're like, 
she has a, a really strong chance of winning later. So let's not later. just give her all of it. I know, we're at the halfway point. Right. And the way the math is mathing, if you only have one star right now, you only have so many episodes where you can get two more stars right. to even qualify. Because the way it breaks down right now, you have Jada in the front for with three stars. Well, let's break this down for a second. Because the way we got here was there was one week they had the winners got a star, but they got they, they oh, received an extra star. Yeah. yeah, they received an extra star uh-huh. to give to a girl of their choice. And at that time, Evie Ali had no stars whatsoever, and Jada only had one star. Raja had one, and the Vivian did the Vivian win? Yes, Vivian. Vivian won. One. And so, out of all of the girls, Raja gave her star to Evie out of sympathy. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know, and and a pity, a pity star given, but award. I mean, and also out of strategy because if it she was. would have given anyone else a star, they would have had more stars than she had herself. Right, and it was the lesser of two. And the second star went to Jada Jada Essence Hall, which I feel the competitors see her as the weakest at at different challenges. Jada Snow Shadow, you you are turning it, but I think that you're. Components see you not as at that caliber. She's a, she's a sleeper agent. Yeah. Um. But the reality is, Jada, in my opinion, has been the most consistent runway wise. Like if you look at all of the oh, runway, absolutely, her runways, shit is crazy. This season, she has not missed once. Yes. Where all, some of our favorites, Shay, had little weak. She weeks. had two. She had two. Yeah. One. But one, Jada yeah. has yeah. been the most consistent. She may not have been in the top. But she's been the most consistent every yeah. week. And I think that since a lot of the queens are counting her out, because she's the friendly one. She's the she she doesn't have the boldest point of view on the runway or the biggest personality in the workroom. So she is kind of sneaking under the radar. Yeah. Uh where Shay on the runway is a fucking beast. Where Monet Exchange is the a big bubbly personality behind the scenes. So I think Jade is gonna I think she's gonna weasel her way into that top four. She, that should not happen because well, now mathematically it's going. Well, mathematically, right now, yeah, <laughs> right, right now, now she has three stars, and, and what I don't appreciate is you know they're doing their their OTFs and they're talking. It's like, Mama, chill out. First of all, you were gifted the star, so you didn't really earn the star. You were gifted this star, and don't count your eggs before you know they hatch. Like. Humble thyself. Yeah. You know, now you, yes, now this was a design challenge. You are a design girl. So it worked out in your favor. Mm-hmm. So I'm not hating on you, but like, enjoy your moment. Let's give you your moment, but just realize you're, you're here because the Viv let you, she let you run. You know what I'm saying? So it's just, it was just bothering me a little bit. Well, I mean, she, at it. this point, if Viv didn't give her, she would still have two. So she would technically still be one of the front runners, but now she is the front she is runner. the front the front, the front runner. But that doesn't honestly that doesn't bother me um, because again, you can't deny Jada's talent. Um, you, you you just can't. Look what bothers there. me, right? What <laughs> bothers me is the fact that Evie has two, and Shay only has one. Now, Evie completely ate up her season and destroyed it and spat it out. Yes. But this season of All-Stars, to me, Evie is the weakest link. 
her runways haven't been up to par. I feel like her runway looks are still stuck in her season, like where they would have been great in her season compared to now with a season of all winners. It's just not exciting me. Her drag, her her drag just isn't. So it's it's too much. It's, there's a lot of glamour, and you're not you're not for this the stick like her. Get, her well, costy no because not it or what? Jinx, <laughs> Jinx is arguably giving even less, but I, I don't mind that because she's leaning more into the comedy side. I feel like with Evie, it's like okay, she's leaning into weird, but it's just it's not weird enough. It's kind of like on that fence where it's she's still lady. trying to be pretty but also weird at the same time where I feel like in her season she really pushed the boundaries a bit further and she stuck out where for me on All Stars All Winter she's not sticking out too much the only time she really stuck out was last week with the Dolly Parton and that was because she looked fucking crazy and that just so happened to be the episode she won because it's like I, I need you to either to pick a lane because you're not going to out fashion you know Shay you're not going to out make up Vivian. Right. You're not going to out funny Jinx. So it's like you're literally, she's literally the only weird girl. Well, let's, season. let's so give her like, her props. She did spit out some blood or something. She, <laughs> like, let's give her her props. Her makeup has been on point. Oh, no, yeah. Her, she, her, she is painting that mug. That mug, is, that mug is beat for the gods and all of the galaxy. So she is doing that. Um, I, I feel maybe. I, it's not landing as she would want yeah. it to land, uh, yeah, and Rue is really rooting for her. I think Rue sees a lot of himself in Evie, mm-hmm. the young younger Rue. Yeah, and you know I think Evie is is doing it for her fans, and she's doing it her way, and it will pay off, you know. But yes, in her season, she did fuck it up, and maybe she has more to come. You know, we still have. What, a couple more episodes and Shay hasn't won yet, so maybe she'll Shay will win and Evie will turn some more looks and she'll make <laughs> she'll and make maybe you a I'll believer. wake up tomorrow a millionaire. She'll make you a believer. <laughs> um what I wasn't expecting was how much I would fall in love with Vivian. Now Neither did I. Now listen, we watched that season of UK that she won. Um, and I actually preferred the runner-up to that season. I didn't want the Vivian to win. But you can never deny Viv- Viv's makeup ability. The girl is sickening when it comes to a good palette. Yep. But this season on All Winners, All Stars, she's likable. She's funny. She's arguably Jinx's only real competition. She is. I... I... It's because we can understand her more <laughs> here. It was it was hard. We had to put the subtitles on the TV to hear what these bitches were saying in the UK. Like yeah, some of the, and because there was a lot thick. of different, you know, dialects and accents from different places. And so we, and they were having jokes we didn't understand. You know, we don't understand all BK, you know, uh, their humor okay. sometimes mm-hmm. and their references, right? But here she has came and she 
was quiet, and now she's like, listen, there's 200K on the line. You know, my competition. And she didn't win any money her season. She, she didn't win. Oh, because they, they couldn't win money. They couldn't win money. So, you know, she had a, a, a video or YouTube spread or some shit that they won. But she said, listen, I know what I do. I know what my drag is, and my competition is jinx. Mm-hmm. I'm a funny girl. She's a funny girl. I'm campy. She's campy. I'm witty. She's witty. So her competition for this is Jinx. And that's why Jinx is so pressed and bothered by her. And, we, and Jinx has never really had no one rough of her feathers because she's always been the odd girl, the odd chick out. The quirky one. The quirky one. And you have someone who's beautiful who's not quirky, but she's just, she can go there. She needs to go there with you. She's so versatile. She is a versatile. She gives you fashion. She gives you makeup. She gives you funny the gag would be if a uk bitch wins you know what i honestly wouldn't be all stars all queens the vivian is so well-rounded like so well-rounded she is well-rounded but i I would arguably say the most well-rounded out of all of them i wouldn't go that far well who would you say is more well-rounded because shay is not that hilarious Let's be unbiased for a bit. Let's set the favors aside and not be delusional. Not, be, not, not drinking like delusional. Shay is a comedic mastermind. She has her moments of funny. She's not. She even in even in the episodes where they had the acting challenges, acting challenges. She was sticking she to her, her character. She yeah. held her own very well. You know. I would say Shay. I'm sorry. I have to say Shay. And it's not a biased standpoint. Again, I think the Vivian is amazing and she's fucking great. And she's going to be in the top four. Like she she is I certainly hope so. Yeah, she is gonna be in the top four. She probably is one of my top three of the girls here right now. Alright, well let's get to that. Because our time's running out. Yeah. Who is your top four? My top four, Shea Coulee, mm-hmm. Trinity, The Tuck, mm-hmm. The Viv, and I'm going to say this because I need the nostalgia and I just want her, I want Roger to be in the top four. Okay. Good for you. That's my top four. Okay. How about yourself? Who's your top four? Um, so, I'm going to start with a little precursor because you have to realize the top four is going to be a lip sync palooza. So I want to see a fucking show. Okay. I don't want nostalgia. I don't want charity. I don't want someone standing there and pointing. And Why the shade? <laughs> charity. No, no shade. <laughs> All facts. That lip sync Raja did was she gave osteoporosis realness. Raja told you she's a lounge singer. I don't want to see that in a lip sync of Palooza. I don't want to see a park and bark. Sometimes you have to park and bark. And okay? sometimes you have to... Sometimes you have to turn it up. Which you and guys, turn it off. Yes. And sometimes you can park and What a park and bark is, is a drag queen who may be of a caliber, who may not be a dancing just girl. And she'll stand and she'll just give you everything. She'll deliver. So that's park and bark. But I don't want that in a lip sync palooza. I want fireworks. I want to go into it not knowing who is going to take it. I hate... And it's typically like this on RuPaul, the top four. You're like, well, that, I know that bitch isn't going to win. Like, I don't want that. I want it to be up for grabs from anybody. So for me, it is going to be Shea Coulee, the Vivian, Evie Oddly, and Jada Essence Hall. All four of those girls can put on a show. 
and I want to see them claw and scratch. And honestly, if it went to any four of those girls, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind it. I know I said, you know, Evie isn't bringing it this season, but when Evie is allowed to lip sync. Oh, it's amazing. It's, uh, it's remarkable. It is transformative. Yes. And I think that's where she shines and where her quirkiness really comes out. Um, so I need to see that in the top four. I don't Jada, need to see Jada. Jada, does, Jada, I'm sorry, Jada does not give a good lip sync. I She's enjoy not, Jada's lip syncs. You talking um, about parking, barking? That's she never parks and she, barks. She's flailing and willing, like she does. <laughs> <laughs> she's flailing and willing, like she's no, not Jada. But you know that's your top. But, four. I mean, Jada is going to be in the top four. She has three stars, and if you do the math, uh, yeah, the math, the mathematical <laughs> the situation, math, Jada she, is going to be there, ready. And well, prepped. we never know. You know, Rue always has a gag up her sleeve. You always whoever has the most will lose them all. <laughs> <laughs> You have to give all your legendary badges away. Right. But I honestly think that the same way you felt it'll be a Kiki if a UK queen wins, I honestly think they may be setting Jada up for a win to redeem her winning on Skype. It will be, you have to think from it, a production standpoint. The gays That's going will to be riot. I don't think so. The gays will. It's the like, whole, the, well, uh, I the, mean, they're going to riot if half of no, these things, the, if, if Trinity doesn't black win, they're going to burn. That one on, the, on Zoom, and then she's going to win the all-star, all-winner season. These girls will, the Caucasian girls will riot. It would be horrible. The, the black girls already get enough hate, and they talked about that so much from the white and other consumers of, of drag the audience that they're upset that when the black girls win. So could you imagine Jada out of all these hoes, Jada wins this? Man. Not with you thought you, it was an insurrection on January sixth. Not with you mentioning Shea Kool-Aid and Raja in your top four. Well Shea Kool-Aid it is black. way better than Jada. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, she's way it makes we saw no, yeah, Shay I agree. I agree. and WeHo like I agree. The kids lived for Shay, so but I think people are sleeping on Jada. I she is a very sneaky girl. She I is get the it. underdog, and people production they love a good underdog story. They love a good oh my god she won on Zoom. Now she can finally feel her oats and go on a you know an actual winner's tour and do dates and shows and everything that she didn't get a chance to do. It's going to be redeeming. I think, mark my words, I think that's what's going to no, happen. Listen, I, again, Shada, Jada is no Sade. I love you down boots. I don't see it for her mm -hmm. for this. We've seen when the pandemic was going on and we went to a, um, the, the drag show in the car and we were in Pasadena. She was there, and she was she on was stage. Entertaining. There was no parking and barking. She was entertaining, but it wasn't the the crowd reception because was they not didn't know she, the fuck she was. <laughs> They're like, I ain't turned off that season. That was the season. Rude didn't wear any drag. It was wearing the face kinis. 
every episode. Oh, that was horrible. It was such a rough season. That was that the was season, a really hard season that Sherry Pie actually should have won. Yeah, Sherry, it was but year for Sherry Pie, but she keep her was, hands to herself. Well, she kept her hands to herself. She was just catfishing niggas. That's all she was doing. That's right. She just, I mean, and no one under the age of eighteen, but she was just catfishing niggas and just. You know, Dick people felt, right. yeah, people felt a certain way about that. that. Was the whole Me Too movement, and I guess the gay man wanted to get on the on hop on board. Too. That yeah. was the Us Too movement. <laughs> so, um, that's what it is. But you know, okay, your top four, my top four. Let's see, we we'll make, make a pool. You know, put a little bit on it. See who gonna, who Queen will win. And you guys out there, reach out to us. Drop us your top four on either our Instagram. Oh, that's my gay friend. Or email us your top four, and we'll read them out next week if yes. we have time. <laughs> we will have time, you guys. So go ahead. We want to make this interactive, right? So let us know. Let us know. Let us know, and we'll tell you if we agree or strongly disagree because we like to disagree around here. We like to talk about things. I don't think it's we like to disagree. We like discussions. There you go. You like to challenge me. Come back next week to see the rest of our challenges, or here rather. <laughs> thank you for taking the time out. Yeah, we always want to thank you guys for giving us an hour. You remember, you have 23 more hours of your day to be kind to yourself. And so we really appreciate you listening to our podcast. Until next time, guys. Until next time. Bye, friends. Bye, friends. Today's episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend. It's brought to you by the letter A. Hey, listen, did y'all really think we we're going to teach you guys something? <laughs> this podcast is just to have a kiki with my husband. Tune in next Friday for an all new episode of Oh, That's My Gay Friend. Follow us on Instagram at Oh, That's My Gay Friend or email us your questions at Oh, That's My Gay Friend at gmail.com. Until then, see you next time, friends. <laughs>